2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Alex Murdoch, the name that seemingly will never go away. Believe it or not, we have learned that love letters continue and at this moment are pouring in love letters, women saying things like, I think I'm obsessed with you. To Alex Murdoch. I guess they didn't read the headline about him killing his wife and son. Love letters pouring in. Now we are getting an idea about the appeal. Where Alex Murdoch, can't you just imagine him right now in his jail cell, gnashing his teeth and switching his tail, rubbing his hands together like a fly, thinking about what grounds he can come up with. He can cook up for appeal. Just one that might stick and is it true that the taxman may nudge over the families of um, not only Mallory Beach, the teen girl that was killed on the Murdoch boat, but the family of Gloria Satterfield, the longtime aide, helper, housekeeper, babysitter, nanny of the Murdochs in line for money? The taxman's going to get the money? Really? Not them? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thanks for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. And those are just the tips of the iceberg about what's happening with Alex Murdoch. Of course, he's not behind bars doing anything worthwhile. He's doing all this. He's probably reading his love letters right now. Who may I ask? Take a listen to our friends at Fox Carolina
3: News. We now have access to messages sent to Alec Murdoch since he's been in prison. Murdoch was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences last month for killing his wife Maggie and son Paul. From women reaching out to offer legal advice, extend friendship, and even express love for Murdoch. Well, Lacey says, quote, Hi, Alec. Let me start off by saying that I am so, so sorry this happened to you. You don't know me, and I don't know you, and I hope that this does not come off as weird, that I am reaching out to you. I apologize if it does. I'm unable to get you off my mind. Um, okay. Number one.
2: It is weird. I'm sorry if this comes off as weird. Well, it is weird, and Lacey... You got this completely bass backwards. I'm feel bad for you that you can't get Alex Murdoch off your mind in a romantic way. I can't get him off my mind in a horrible husband murders wife and son way. But yeah, it's weird. Uh, And that's not the only one. Take a listen
3: now to Justin Daugherty, Fox, Carolina. Mary says, quote, hello, Alec. Hope you're managing okay. Let me know if I can send you any commissary. I'll be sending a postcard your way tomorrow. Loyally yours, Mary. Nicolette says, quote, I think I love you. I think about you all day every day. Those were two separate messages. And she also sent another message saying that she was embarrassed that she said that, and she's terrified of the day that he sees them, but it's too late now. So hopefully he responds. That was her third message. And again, that's just a glimpse of a few of those messages. We have 32 of them, and most of the people sending the messages to him were on his side, saying they think he is innocent, and that it was somebody else who killed Maggie and Paul, and they look forward to his appeal, and they hope that he's successful. Lacey, Mary, Nicolette, and so many others, I've got letters right
2: here in front of me. Ladies, you need to go get a job, and if you already have a job, you need to get a second job, or something to fill up your time. To Dr. Bethany Marshall, a renowned psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills, star of Bling Empire on Netflix, You can find it at DrBethanyMarshall.com. What is wrong with these
0: women? Nancy, there are two common features of women who fall in love with men who are incarcerated. I think I love you. (laughs) Well, one feature is that they always think that the court system got it wrong and that their quote unquote loved one is innocent. In fact, they, they notoriously do not read the the filings or the pleadings. They know no details of the crime. Um, They do not want to think that that person is guilty. And then also the idea that the person is behind bars puts them in a position of power potentially where they always know where that person is. But Nancy, I have read all of these this morning way too early before I had my morning coffee.
2: You really shouldn't read these on an empty stomach, Dr. (laughs) Bethany. I mean, I'm not an MD. I'm just a JD. But even I know that.
0: You know, almost all these Women are court watchers, which I think is interesting because many of them say, Look, I'm not a reporter. So they want Alec Murdoch to know that they're not after anything but love. Secondly, they're all fairly obsessive. They report thinking about him day and night. And I third think the third feature, which really stood out to me, is that they had studied the pictures of Alec, his wife Maggie, Buster, Paul, and they saw a powerful, in their eyes, a powerful, influential man with a beautiful family and now with the wife and kid out of the way, they could be number one. So as with so many almost like stalking profiles, they were inserting themselves into somebody else's life where they have no business being in that life. But I would imagine if I were able to interview one of these women, I would find out that they have a prolific fantasy life and that they're really not living in the real world. You're kind of giving me Uh, too much information in the sense
2: that I I can't take it all in. It's like drinking from the fire hydrant. Joining me in addition to Dr. Bethany Marshall, Jennifer Wood, Director Research at FitzNews.com who, Fitz has been on the story since the very beginning. Jennifer Wood I hope you're sitting down for this one. You may need a cold compress after this. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online.
4: Some of the letters to convicted murderer Alex Murdaugh are so light and breezy, it seems as though the author has forgotten how they heard about Alex Murdaugh in the first place. Hi there. My name is Cheyenne. I felt like I should reach out and say hi. To be honest, I have no idea why. I figured that you may need a non-judgmental friend, and I could be that if you're interested. We don't have to talk about anything specific. I'm a bored 31-year-old female that decided to write a letter to someone who could use a friend, too. If you're interested in chatting, feel free to write back. If it will let me attach a picture of myself to this, I'll add one, just so you can put a face to the name. It's only fair, right? I don't want to go into too much detail about myself in the event you decline the communication attempt. I truly hope to hear back. Talk soon. Cheyenne.
2: Okay, I love the way that Dave Mack from uh, Crime Online put all the inflection in, like he is actually Cheyenne. Uh, attach a picture. Oh, I can only imagine what that picture is. I imagine it's going to involve something skin tight with a push-up bra factor thrown in. Jennifer Wood, are they crazy? They, I mean, they don't sound crazy in their letters they can speak coherently they know how to get postage write a letter send it to the right place but did they not see those crime scene photos of maggie's bullet riddled body and his own son shot dead well i mean the crime scene photos
1: were for the most part sealed so they probably didn't um but i mean the facts of the case are gruesome and very clear and very public so it, it's it's bizarre, and some of these women are extremely persistent in their attempts to communicate with him. They get upset when he doesn't respond. We have yet to see a response from Alec, um, and they they get very frustrated when he doesn't respond. Oh dear! What do you mean by that?
2: Are these emails or
1: actual letters? So they go through. Um, it's like a prison. It's like the prison
2: messaging system and each prisoner has a tablet that's highly regulated did you say each prisoner has a tablet like an ipad they sure do and they go through that i mean one woman named danielle on this round said
1: i went through hell setting this account up i would just like to hear from you i think i've become obsessed with you i don't care what you've done I mean, she just goes on and on,
5: like over and over. Yeah, and Nancy, those tablets also have uh, video conferencing capabilities.
2: Okay, wait a minute. I think I recognize the voice of colleague and friend. Eric Bland, I don't know why you're being so mum. That's totally uncharacteristic. Chris McDonough joining me, director of the Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective, host of YouTube channel The Interview Room, which is where I found him, and you can find him not only at The Interview Room on YouTube, but also at ColdCaseFoundation.org. Chris, you just brought up a very scary specter. It's as if a monster raised its ugly head and I'm going to run for the hills. Are you saying that these um, tablets have what now?
5: So they have a video conferencing capability. So each inmate, uh, when they have money on, you know, quote, the books, then that money can be utilized for not only phone calls and or uh, video conferencing as well as email. So the messaging that, you know, he appears to be getting is coming through one source, right, through letters and through email. But he also, if this these, you know, type of relationships start to develop, then he also has the capability of connecting with them face-to-face.
2: You know, Chris McDonough, I like you a lot. Um, I respect everything you have to say. But when you start talking, you make me nauseous. And I'll tell you why. Eric Bland. (laughs) Now I got to think about Alex Murdoch having a, a FaceTime with some woman that's obsessed with him. Because, you know, I've got no doubt that they will perform sex acts on the other end of that video conference pay five dollars a month to cover the cost of the tablet says jackie is this true what chris mcdonough who just made me nauseous thank you chris mcdonough for putting that thought that mental picture in my head of alex murdoch having (laughs) facetime sex with some deluded woman on the other end is this true for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Fox Nation and its brand new series, Scampreneur. Hey, do you love a good con artist story? Then you need to check out the new Fox Nation series, Scampreneur. This series takes a deep dive into the outrageous lies and elaborate scams pulled off by three master manipulators, Elizabeth Holmes, Carrie Farrell, and Anthony Gignock. In episode one, meet the Silicon Valley swindler, Elizabeth Holmes, who cons the world and wealthy investors into her wishful thinking. Will she pay the price for her crimes? Episode two, learn about the hipster grifter, Carrie Farrell, who scammed her own family and friends out of thousands, but the police had a plan of their own. Episode three, learn about the fake Saudi prince, Anthony Gignac, who spent two decades committing low-level grifts, but his next get-rich-quick scam turns out to be his biggest mistake. Through interviews with investigators, victims, and whistleblowers, Scampreneur reveals how these con artists were captured and punished for their crimes. Don't miss this incredible series, Scampreneur, streaming now on Fox Nation. Thanks, Fox Nation, for being our partner.
6: Go to lifelock.com slash iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class.
2: Nancy, thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. (music) Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Eric Bland. Oh, if you could have just seen him. I was in front of the Colleton County Courthouse, ready to go on air, live with the latest at the lunch break during the Murdoch trial. And there was a huge crowd just everywhere, milling around behind me, in front of me, on either side, everybody doing their own thing, talking about the case. And then all of a sudden it was as if the crowd parted like the Red Sea. And up walks Eric Bland, you know, on bidding it. adieu, hello to everyone. I mean... This guy was absolutely the ringmaster. Eric Bland, high-profile lawyer and lawyer for Sandy Smith, who was Stephen Smith's mom, and the Gloria Satterfield family. He's also co-host of Cup of Justice podcast. Eric Bland, does Alex and Murdoch actually have a tablet with which he can facetime these women
8: um i have not heard that but i'll tell you for once in the most recent history i am speechless after hearing these uh, these love uh letters and love inquiries it it really troubles me that you know these women um something must have happened in their life to make them um want to do this and you know at the same time i'm um, disgusted by it, but I do feel sorry for for these women. And-
2: okay, somehow I don't feel sorry for them. Okay, something
0: did happen in their lives. I will jump in about that really quickly. So there's some research that's been done on women who fall in love with men who are behind bars that suggests that some of these women have been raised in households where there was both love and violence, where the people who love them also beat them or abuse them. So the idea of love and violence being fused or going hand in hand is something that's deeply um, sort of embedded in their psyches.
2: Dr. Bethany, if you and Eric Bland are trying to make me feel sorry for these women that are giving (laughs) Alex Murdoch money for his FaceTime adventures, it's not working. And if they've got time to write Alex Murdoch of all people, then they've got too much time on their hands. As you all know, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. Guys, if that's not enough, Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online.
4: Alex Murdaugh is getting mail behind bars. Some of it is quite shocking. This one dated March 6, 2023 from Darla. First, I want to say you had a beautiful family and a very prominent family indeed. Only others could dream of having just for a day. Your trial had me confused. It seemed to be about alleged financial crimes, not a murder trial. I feel you are not a murderer. However, you did steal people's money. Why would the judge allow your financial stuff? There's no proof you killed your family. In my opinion, also the prosecutor lying to the grand jury about your shirt. That's pretty much what I have to say. Take care. Darla.
2: Okay, so I'm glad she wasn't sitting on the jury. And apparently she is an esteemed member of the South Carolina Supreme Court, Eric Bland, because she is now commenting on his appellate grounds, the financial crimes, and even the fact that she's convinced the state lied about Alex Murdoch's shirt. I mean, she's a court watcher. Oh, there's no question.
8: And all this does will feed to Alex's narcissistic personality. Instead of him uh, being reflective in prison, I think all these different things are going to feed his narcissism. You know, the frivolous appeals, uh, some of the frivolous motions that are made, the, you know, the answer in the Nautilus insurance company case that I'm sure we'll talk about all this. And, Certainly, the more uh, learned people on this uh, uh, program who are doctors will be able to tell about it, but it it just feeds into his narcissism.
0: Don't you think it's interesting that this particular woman talks about the fact that he had a beautiful family, one that that some people could only hope to have for a day. And that tells me the motivation of this particular woman is that she's probably somebody who's unable to form a family or meaningful relationships of her own. So she's kind of injecting herself into his notoriety. You know, to her, he's like Mr. Big on Sex in the City. He's the man, and he is the holder of everything, and if she could just be a part of his life for even a minute, it would give her life meaning. Okay, guys, I'm just going to play one
2: more. Okay, listen, this is Lacey again.
4: Many of the letters Alex Murdoch is getting behind bars are very supportive and express a belief that he is not guilty. This one is from Lacey. Hi, Alex. Let me start off by saying that I am so sorry this happened to you. I am unable to get you off my mind. I followed the trial and all of the media coverage that has surrounded everything. It is heartbreaking that we live in a world where this kind of injustice happens to people. I want you to know that there are still people out here who are nonjudgmental, kind, and compassionate. That there is still love for you and your family, especially for Buster. While I don't know Maggie or Paul, I can assume that they are so proud of you and how... You have handled yourself, been honest, and proclaimed your innocence in hopes that they would find the actual person who did this to your family. Also, while it might be weird, I want to be able to be of some assistance here for you. I am here if you want to message or talk anytime. Everyone needs a friend. Okay, Lacey.
2: okay lacy poor misguided person jennifer wood joining me director of research, research fits com. did you hear this i i hope they can find the actual person who did this to your family how why did this happen quote Happen to you they've got it completely backwards jennifer they sure do it's like they i mean it's almost like they were
1: watching a completely different trial than the rest of us it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen.
2: You know, there's another uh, component to it. Chris McDonough joining me, Director of Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective, star of the interview room. Chris, it's people like this that enable others to commit heinous crimes. It really is. I understand. It's their fault. Who's the real killer? Do you know there are people that actually think there's a killer on the loose from the O.J. Simpson double murder? They cannot accept that he did that. And... It enables the person And what's so scary about it, Chris McDonough Is these women look perfectly normal You might even just put one on a jury for Pete's sake They're, they're serving food to us every day They're driving cars next to us, Nancy, come on
5: Yeah, they're, they're completely uh, I think the doc can tell us I mean, they're, I think it's called hybristophilia uh, There's an actual, you know, diagnosis for this problem and you're 100% right, Nancy. What happens is this emboldens him even further into, you know, his own narcissism. And it does. It it sends a clear message. Uh, I am I have a caper right now that we're working through the Cold Case Foundation where an individual is utilizing those tablets uh, through that FaceTime capability. And, and so my assumption was that if he's got one of those, then he's on the same system that this other suspect is and these individuals have done some horrendous things so to your point Nancy is you're 100% right this is just going to embolden other folks to you know to kind of chime in here who may have this uh, dysphoria. Hey,
2: Chris McDonough, a homicide detective. Have you ever come across this? Because I have defendants, murder defendants that are egged on by their family. You know, like Scott Peterson, he's a great example. And they are behind bars and they convince themselves they didn't do it and they actually get angry with you if you don't believe their lies. Nancy, um,
0: I, I think this is analogous to why people join gangs. They have a very low self-esteem. They want to be part of something. And these women are expressing that they, they want to be friends with him. They want to sort of be part of his life. And it's because they don't really have a life of their own. They're not part of anything similar to this. So I found this out,
2: Eric Bland. There is internet access, email, and phone capability on these tablets. You ever had anybody like that, Bland? No. I'm not asking you to reveal anything about your clients. That They think they've covered every single piece of evidence. They have an explanation. They always have an explanation. They actually get mad at you if you say, no, I think you did it.
8: I actually have a doctor client right now who is going up before the medical executive board and there's probably twenty-three separate complaints about him, and he has an explanation for every single one of them, and it's persecution. Um, and the problem is, these people get fed these kind of things, and it, it doesn't—it doesn't do any good. It only exacerbates the problem. It clogs up our system with that, you know. Frivolous motions. And
2: these women are egging him on, telling him how, well, I believe you're innocent.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class.
2: Nancy, thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain un. Christian affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dr. Michelle Dupree, joining me forensic pathologist, medical examiner, former detective, and this really says it all author of the Homicide Investigation Field Guide. You can find her at D, as in Delta, Michelle Dupree md.com dr dupree could you just give everybody a little reality check and describe the injuries to wife
0: maggie and son paul nancy these were horrendous injuries i mean horrendous being shot with a shotgun is devastating there is lots of blood there was obviously body parts on the ground and on the uh the walls maggie maggie was shot several times five different times at least and how can you explain this These are also up close and personal. This was not done from far away. This person that did this saw their victims. They did this intentionally.
2: It was horrific. Jennifer Wood with me from Fitznews.com. Jennifer, remember the crime scene photos, the ones we could see? And then we heard discuss the fact that Paul's brain basically just kind of popped out and was lying adjacent to his body oh i yeah i remember and i i have seen
1: a good majority of what was presented in court and they were gruesome i mean i wouldn't recommend anybody see them but as as gruesome as they were I, i mean it's just horrific to imagine What they went through that night.
2: And thinking you want to crawl in bed with the guy that a jury convicted for these heinous crimes, not just crimes, but crimes on the people we assumed he would love the most. Well, aside from all of the very disturbing love letters to Alex Murdoch behind bars, there's more. We are getting a glimpse of the inner workings of the defense, what will be argued on appeal. Take a listen to Valerie Castro, NBC.
0: Murdoch, who has always maintained his innocence, is currently appealing his murder conviction. And Griffin says he's got support from some who watched the highly publicized trial.
8: I have here uh, 90 letters from people over 28 states. 99% of those are folks who watched the trial who believe in his innocence.
2: Hey, Griffin, reality check. This is not Dancing with the Stars where people call in their votes that's that's not the way it works uh you know eric bland with me high profile lawyer out of south carolina and beyond if his partner in crime lafitte is any example which i i think you can look at his appeal and get an idea or a blueprint of where murdoch is heading A lot was made about jury replacements, which also happened in the Scott Peterson case, you know, because one juror would be disqualified, then the next and the next, and you bring in alternates. I imagine that's one bone of contention that they're going to argue. What do you think?
8: Absolutely. Uh, In addition, they're going to argue the 404B Admission of evidence by um, Judge Newman in connection with the financial crimes.
2: You mean the motive evidence?
8: Yeah, the motive evidence. And so the, they, they, there's a number of issues that they'll they'll raise. But the thing that just struck me by what you played, Jim Griffin said, oh, I've received 99 letters. How about there's probably a million letters that if people wanted to write, that would say to Jim, your client is guilty of sin. We sat through the same trial and listened to the evidence and watched what you watched, and your client got just, you know, got a just verdict. So the fact that 99 people said that he is not guilty doesn't move me at all, because I'm sure there's 5 to 10 million that would say he was guilty.
2: Well, I know, uh, too, Jennifer Wood joining us from Fitz News. Jennifer, I can't put money on this if I were a betting person, which I'm not, that they will... Alex Murdoch will argue ineffective assistance of counsel. In addition to uh, musical chairs with the jurors, which I believe the, the judge covered all the bases in doing that appropriately and for good reason, I think Murdoch will argue ineffective assistance of counsel, not because I think Hart Pootlingen and his team were ineffective. To the contrary, I think they did the very best job they could with what they had to work with, but i think that's going to be a client specifically wasn't it griffin that asked the question are they witness that opened the door for the state to bring in all that financial crime uh, as motive absolutely i mean and i think griffin did that a couple of times if i remember
1: correctly where he just yeah he
8: did it on the labor day shooting
1: mm-hmm. and i think i mean i think any appeal part of that ends up being you know, arguing
2: ineffective counsel. Somehow, I also think they're going to go after the lady medical examiner. Jennifer Wood, remember the great female medical examiner for the state? Dr. Ellen Reamer. I've just got a sense they're going to go after her. And I also think they're going to try to find some fault with the chain of custody and or the scientific evidence when it comes to cell phone data, because that was the nail in the coffin for me. I I, I, I think any any
1: attempt to go after Dr. Reamer is going it will not be successful she's very highly regarded she's very professional she's very thorough
2: she was great i agree with you but that certainly eric Bland, would you agree won't stop them from trying just like an ineffective assistance claim hey my lawyer screwed up by asking this question and then all my financial crimes came in under motive which motive is allowed uh that motive evidence is allowed so i think even though he had a great team He's going to attack them on appeal. Gun blast appeal. That's what most of them
8: are to see if anything sticks and then ultimately to get a habeas corpus. I mean, Russell Lafitte has not been sentenced yet, Nancy, but he's already raised ineffective effect of, of counsel against his first set of lawyers. He's now on his third set, just so you know, and he's about to be sentenced, I think, within the next six to eight weeks. But he's on his third set of lawyers.
2: And listen, everybody, the lawyers don't get upset about it. They know they're going to be accused of ineffective assistance of counsel incompetency. It's just part of the deal when you take that big fat check, right, Eric Bland? You know what's coming down the pike.
8: Yeah, and most of them fall on the sword um, when the arguments are made and they're put up on the stand. They say that they wish they could have done better. They they do the best they can of not admitting negligence, but they admit that they wish they could do better. most most of the ineffective assistance to counsels fail, except if it's somebody who's handling a murder case, it doesn't have any criminal law experience. yeah,. Um, most, yeah. most of them fail. They, they're not going to get Dick Harpootlene or Jim Griffin on in any no way. No way.
2: Well, the reason they won't admit error to the point of negligence is because then they can be sued Correct. or disbarred or reprimanded. But they'll, they may say something like, yeah, that was a really bad trial strategy decision. I wish I hadn't done that. I was ineffective. Yeah, they'll go along with it and as Bland said, fall on the sword. We got another problem. Is the tax man going to come along and yank the money Away from the families of Mallory Beach and Gloria Satterfield. Take a listen to this.
3: We are following breaking news. Convicted murderer
2: Alec Murdoch is now facing new charges. And Murdoch was indicted by a grand jury for two more
7: counts of tax tax evasion. He was already facing 99 charges for other financial crimes. Now the new indictment alleges Murdoch failed to report more than $2.1 million
0: of income as part of his scheme to defraud his former law firm and clients. Murdoch
2: was convicted of murdering his wife and son in March. And More. From our friends at WCNC. The Attorney General's office saying it is going after
0: convicted murderer Alec Murdoch on new charges of tax evasion. Attorney General Alan Wilson's office said today a state grand jury issued an indictment against Murdoch on two counts of tax evasion. Prosecutors say the alleged crimes took
2: place in 2020 and 2021. The indictment says Murdoch failed to report more than $2 million of income earned through illegal acts, which means He did not report more than $130,000 in state taxes. What an idiot. I mean, that's a big red flag, like waving a flag, a red flag in front of a bull. There's all these sneaky maneuvers you can do on taxes, but not reporting earnings. That's so easy. That's low-hanging fruit. You know, think about it. I know you know the name. Al Capone, this guy, this mobster, had murdered uh, so many people, had done horrible, violent acts, ran a crime syndicate. Nobody could touch him except the tax man. Oh, yeah. And he got nailed on, I think, five counts of tax fraud. Jennifer Wood, joining us, Fitznews.com. Tell us about the tax claims against Murdoch. Well, I mean, they had already filed tax you know, tax evasion yes.
1: charges against him in the fall. These were for the years um, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one that they were waiting for additional data to come in to file them. And I mean, I think just just like everything else, he. I mean, you got to pay your taxes. I'm. And I keep, I mean, I know if he didn't pay his South Carolina taxes, he certainly wasn't paying his federal taxes. So
2: are we going to see federal tax evasion charges? So let me ask you this, Eric Bland, would the tax man actually get in front of the victim's families, Mallory Beach and Gloria Satterfield and possibly Stephen Smith? Don't know about that one. Would they take precedent and get the money before the Beach family and the Satterfield family?
8: They don't have a lien yet, but more importantly, we didn't get money from Alex Murdoch. We got seven and a half, more than $7.5 million from other sources. So it would be different if Alex gave us the money, but we un- we haven't gotten any money from Alex. We have a $4.3 million judgment, um, and they haven't perfected their claim yet to a lien. You mean file it at the courthouse? Yeah. From the Satterfield standpoint, I'm not concerned. Mallory Beach, though, uh, was paid some from uh, money that went to Alex through Maggie's estate. So I don't know what the situation with that will be.
2: But does, generally speaking, when you've got a lot of claims, does the tax man take precedent? It can. Oh, man, that doesn't seem right. Oh, don't get me wrong, IRS. I'm on your side. Okay, so not only is there a chance that the victim, victim's families may in, come up empty-handed, now we hear Alex Murdoch wants to move from his private cell He's having all those enchanting FaceTimes with women. To GP general population? What? Take a listen to our friends at NBC.
0: It's been just over six weeks since former South Carolina attorney Alec Murdoch became a convicted killer after a jury found him guilty on all charges. Guilty. In the fatal shooting of his wife Maggie and son Paul. And how Alec is handling life in a maximum security prison.
8: I mean, he would rather take his chances on the yard than... than and rot away in a cell. In
0: Griffin revealing Murdoch has been living in protective custody, but now wants to be in the general prison population, even after receiving threats from within the prison wall.
8: You think that he's got a little bit of a death wish? No, absolutely not. He has been uh, a man who's, uh, who has been sober, and he has been rational, and he, and he plans to continue. He, he looks forward to the day of getting out of prison.
2: Okay, back to Jennifer Wood from Fitz News. Is this real? Why would he want to move to GP? I don't understand what his his play is with that. I mean, I mean, I think
1: it's one a safety issue for him and for
2: you know prison officials. And I I just I guess I just don't understand what there's got to be something in it for him, Eric Blam. Right. What could it
8: possibly be? Boredom. Um, I think it's also his narcissism. I think he believes that he'll be able to persuade. uh, If there's any people that want to hurt him, he'll be able to trade, whether it's canteen money or lawyer advice. He also is a bigger man. And, you know, during some of the bond hearings, Nance, he had scuff marks on his face and bruises on his hands. So uh, he's already been in some uh, fights when he was in jail. I just think it's his hubris. I think he thinks that he's going to be able to Uh, align himself with people that'll protect him. Either he'll financially, uh, support them or he's going to offer, um, appellate services. But, you know, he didn't even know what a habeas corpus was. So I'm not sure I would trust his legal advice.
0: Nancy, if I could jump in about this, isolation and loneliness are felt to be more terrible than physical harm. I mean, look at the surgeon general came out with a report today saying that isolation and loneliness are health hazards. And so, you know, part of me thinks that he'd rather socialize and be harmed than to be in isolation. On the other hand, um, Another skeptical point of view is he's going to start a prison ministry, or now that he's no longer using opioids. Right, you think you can't get drugs behind bars? <laughs> That's a good point. But maybe he has fantasies of doing good. But I think loneliness, you know, drives people to do all kinds of things. I mean, look at the women who are writing him while well, he's behind bars. People who cannot establish relationships in any meaningful way are are trying to establish a relationship with somebody behind bars where they already always know who he is, where he is. They always know what he's doing. At least that's their fantasy about the situation. So I think the drive to connect could be a primary motivator here.
2: Chris McDonough, you've dealt with so many convicted killers. This is what Murdoch's own lawyers say, quote, Murdoch gets along with prisoners, but avoids sex offenders. Gee, I wonder why. But what about it, Chris McDonough? He gets along with prisoners. What does that mean?
5: Well, it's a facade, right, where he... You know, it, what he forgets is the reason he's in PC, protective custody. Uh, and they put these guys into what they call special housing units, few units uh, within these maximum pr- uh, prisons. And the reason for that is inside those walls, it, there's a whole new world that presents itself. And those that come into it, uh, such as a Murdoch, who believe that, you know, they've, They've had some law enforcement authority, et cetera, you know, on the outside that they believe they can use those negotiation skills on the inside. Uh, he's going to get an awakening really quickly because just the fact that he has a access to much more commissary money, uh, and I'm talking about the very small minutia, minutia pieces, Nancy, that you and I and others are very aware of. He's going to try to play that. Look, I can I can do you favors. But unfortunately, that is not going to work. And my concern with his positioning here is he is placing himself in severe danger uh, because there's going to be that one guy that's been in there for 25 years before him. And he was put there by somebody in the Murdoch family. And he has got a very short memory. And if he has access to this guy, I can promise you there will be a problem. And you know, I know the jail is probably sitting back, going, "Well, you know what? Let's have a meeting about this because he may be talking about it, but we don't think it's in their best interest to move him over."
2: Doctor Dupree, you're hearing what Chris McDonough is saying. Could you tell us, Doctor Dupree, have you ever had a case where somebody was stabbed by a shiv or a shank? what is that?
0: Yeah, shiv or shank, either one. It's a homemade knife, usually a sharp-pointed instrument. Um, and yes, um, I have seen those before. And they can be made lethal, I mean, absolutely. And they're made by prisoners pretty much all the time.
2: Yeah, I've had um, several cases of stabbings and murders with a shiv or a shank. Jennifer Wood, could you just describe for us, where is Murdoch right now? I can't imagine why he would want to go in GP, general population. So he was placed
1: in uh Protective custody, and they've stated that they are not releasing the location that he is at. Um, but sources are telling us that he is located at a maximum security prison called McCormick Correctional Institution. And it is, I mean, it is where the worst of the worst gets sent.
5: You have gangs, A, B, like Aryan Brotherhood. You have all these other types of, you know, cliques with inside of uh, the joint there is what they call it you're and for him to just kind of step into this environment to believe hey you know i'm alex murdoch what he's not realizing is they're very aware of all the the problems that have been that occurred outside and they're not necessarily going to play with him uh they're you know they're they're going to take care of it and, and it could be very problematic again
2: Yeah, those prisoners, like if he is at McCormick, they don't care who he is or how much money he ever had. Uh Uh-uh. They don't care, period. He's just another victim to them. We wait as justice unfolds. Apparently, it ain't over yet with Alex Murdoch. Goodbye, friend.
8: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.